cage of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. At a time of evil. You shall die! When the world needed a hero. The swallow us all. Anybody die! What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelace is untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped in the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Klaatu, Berata, Nictu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Klaatu, Berata, when the army spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. Now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Director of Darkman comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants, and welcome to here's Johnny's World Reviews, the movie review podcast that'll slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month, there's a thing. As it's March, I'm doing B-Movie March Madness, which is my look at The Stuff, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, Chud 2, Abud the Chud, and a mysterious movie I haven't quite yet picked out yet. Possible you can help me vote on my Twitter if you follow. But tonight's movie is Army of Darkness, a.k.a. Evil Dead 3, a.k.a. Medieval Dead. My personal favourite of the franchise, and the one I've seen the most. I've saw this multiple times in the cinema, including one time I saw all three movies, all three rather, movies back to back, in an all-nighter, and that was an interesting day, that was. I've also seen both cuts of this movie multiple times. In fact, this is my first introduction to Ash Williams, as this was the first one I saw back in 1994. I love this movie. It's so cheesy, yet so much better for it. Bruce Campbell is the ultimate B-movie actor, with just the right amount of smarm and charm. This has the right amount of horror mixed with humour also, and it is Sam Raimi's touch of scares mixed with gore and a dash of laughs. For this review, I'll be using the director's cut, aka the real cut. Although, I do like the other ending, with Ash in S-Smart telling co-worker Ted Ramey he could have been king, but he chose to leave. Ted, of course, not believing until a deadite hag attacks, but I think the downbeat ending fits this movie better. So I'm covering that one. With a huge budget for Ramey at the time, and the biggest at the time for the franchise of $11 million, this thing pulled in $25.5 million. So, uh, put on your fancy pants, uh, dust off the Book of the Dead, and let's dive into The Army of Darkness, starring a Bruce Campbell, 
M. Beth Davids, Marcus Gilbert, Ian Abercrombie, Ted Ramey and Bridget Fonder, directed by Sam Ramey. The plot, after events of Evil Dead 2, ashes suck through time to 1300 AD Britain, in which she has to not only fight the army of darkness, retrieve the Necronomicon, fall in love, find a way back to his time, but deal with this evil side and evil Ash, a clone of himself. Can Ash, with help of King Arthur, finally stop the Deadites and evil once and for all? Will he return to his own time? Can he remember the magical phrase? It's Ash Williams. What do you think? So, the movie opens up on a voiceover from Ash, played by Bruce Campbell of the Evil Dead movies and the sadly canned TV show, Maniac Cop, Waxwork 2, Xena, Warrior Princess, Spider-Man movies, Bubba Hotep and Burn Notice. And we find him in chains, tied to Henry Red, played by Richard Grove. And his men, at the hands of King Arthur, played by Marcus Gilbert, heading to a castle in the <coughs> English countryside. Uh, along the way, Ash tells us the happenings of the previous movies. Except it's not. Here we see Ash working in S-Mart. Remember, shop smart, shop S-Mart. And not a dumb college student. Uh, he takes his girlfriend, Linda, played by Bridget Fonder, of single white female, Jackie Brown, and Lake Placid. And why the hell have they recast Bridget Fonder for such a small five-minute cameo? That is weird. Uh, and she's not the original actress, the original actress being Betsy Barker. Why not have we rehire her? I mean, you know the story. Um, he plays the tapes in A Cabin in the Woods. It's a week's evil. It takes up Linda and Ash kills her, then it comes back for him. He defeats it, but he's stuck through a portal in time to 1300 AD Britain. Uh, now we have the setup for this movie. As Ash is spinning through time, uh, do we hear March of the Dead by Danny Alfman? Up pops the titles. Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness. So it's not um, Evil Dead 3 then. It's Bruce Campbell himself. Hmm, interesting. Much like in Evil Dead 2, Ash and his trusty car, the Oldsmobile Delta 88, the car that's in almost every one of Sam Raimi's movies, crash lands in <coughs> England. Except... In this, unlike in Evil Dead 2, he doesn't blow the head off a flying deadite and scream to the heavens, but he's captured by King Arthur and his men, and he will meet the wise man, played by Ian Abercrombie of the Star Wars Clone Wars. He tells King Arthur, Ash is the strange one that will fall from the sky and rid the land of the deadites. He's the prophesied one. But King Arthur doesn't listen and thinks he's one of Henry Red's men, and chain gangs him up to be taken to the pit. The wise man, however, picks up Ash's all-important chainsaw. And where the hell do you get petrol from a chainsaw in 1300 AD? Mm. As Ash and other captors are forced to walk in the desert sun. Uh, we don't have deserts in Britain. This is clearly filmed in California. I mean, couldn't Sam Raimi have at least filmed it in a bloody wood or forested area? I mean, for crying out loud. Q, one of the many bad matte paintings of a castle used in this, but this is all part of its charm, and I believe there's actually miniatures used in this also, I mean, hmm, old school filmmaking at its best here then. As Ash is led into King Arthur's castle, inside the castle grounds, Henry Red's men are attacked by the baying crowd, including Lady Sheila, played by Elmbeth Davids. Of Schindler's List, Mansfield Park, a Bicentennial Man, a Bridget Jones's Diary, a 13 Ghost Remake, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, and Mad Men. She's told her brother was killed in battle by King Arthur himself. So she attacks Ash, pulling his hair and spitting him and slapping across the face, etc, etc. 
Uh, now dragged to the edge of the pit, he's unchanged along with Henry Red, who tells Ash who he is in the worst Scottish accent I have ever heard. And here we have one of the quotes of the movie. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I've got news for you, mate. You went in charge of Jack and shit, and Jack left town. Uh, after a quick face-off between Arthur and Henry Red, does Arthur order the pit doors to be opened? I think this is a well, and not really a pit, it's more of a well, actually. Uh, one of Henry's men is tossed down, and he's quickly turned into a fountain of blood. Actually, scratch that, it's more of a geyser of blood. One of Henry's men tries to run for it, but he's taken down by Arthur's crossbow, which I'm calling Arrow Vision, as the arrow speeds into the man's back to get its point of view, and this happens multiple times in the movie. Um, there's like arrows, there's swords, and other things. Pinning the man to a post, he's now dead, with one crossbow bolt getting through the shoulder, no less. In seeing uh, this and realising he's next, Ash begs Henry to tell Arthur he isn't with them. But it doesn't work, and he's forced down the pit, knocked in by a rock tossed by Sheila. Now inside the pit, he has to deal with the pit bitch, played by Billy Bryan, best known as the Stay Puft Man, Marshmallow Man, in Ghostbusters, coming soon by the way. After a few licks in from the pit bitch, does Ash finally fight back? And I gotta say, I'm getting a lot of Xena, warrior princess, from this fight. Arthur sees Ash is fighting back, so he orders spikes to be added into the mix. With two walls of spikes slowly moving in and trapping Ash and the witch. Luckily for Ash, the wise man throws down his chainsaw, which just clicks into place on Ash's stub hand. And now it's on! I gotta say, I love this fight. It is so OTT and ridiculous. It's perfect for this movie. Ash slices off the witch's head in one foul swoop. Swing, rather. However, the spike walls are still closing in, so Ash uses his belt as a whip to get to the hell out of there as he lashes onto one of the chain links. Not before dealing with the second deadite, which quickly loses a hand to Ash's chainsaw. Ash scales the chain slowly, but the deadite grabs his leg, and a few kicks later, Ash is now free. As the spikes crush the deadite dead. Now out of the pit, Ash is pissed. He knocks Arthur on his ass, and then has a go at the slaver guy who was whooping him in the chain gang earlier. He then threatens to beat his ass, and with that, Ash lets Henry the Red and his men go free. King Arthur uh, tries to stop this, but Ash just blows apart his sword using his handy-dandy shotgun. Another quote of the movie. This, this is my boomstick. Oh, God, that was terrible. And I know I shouldn't ask, but where the fuck did Ash get the bullets from? Hmm. As he shows off his shotgun, saying it's a 12-gauge double-barrel remitting steel... Remitting steel? It's not a bloody uh, spy thing. Remitting... Anyway. Uh, which is S-Smart's top of the range and be found in the sporting good aisle, etc, etc. After the speech, Ash shoots a chain to the spikes as the deadite has climbed up and blows it away with another blast of a boomstick, uh, sending it back down into the pit. Cut to Ash being treated like a king, being fed grapes by slave girls are at his beck and call. Even Sheila tries to get into his good graces, but he tells her, first you wanted to kill me, and then you wanted to kiss me, or blow me. And mocks the wise man to tell him the Nepponomicon has the power to send him back to his time, aka 1992. With that, an old hag becomes possessed, telling them they will never get the Nepponomicon and they'll swallow his soul, etc, etc. 
Uh, this hag is played by Patricia Tallman of Night of the Living Dead, a remake, 1991. Babylon 5 and multiple Star Trek TV shows. She collapses in a pile, but Ash warns of touching her and takes her on with Yo, she bitch, let's go! With a few spin kicks and a shotgun blast, she's down and out. The wise man then begs Ash for help and cue Ash a building a metal hand. A-team style. A-team style. God, that was bad. And how does Ash have to do this, by the way? Isn't he a college dropout idiot? Moving on. Now, three arms should be re-handed. We get a groovy. And step aside, Duke Nukem. Ash was first with health the king. A groovy and give me some sugar, bubba. They were terrible. Later that night, Ash beds Lady Sheila in the most awkward sex scene ever filmed. The next morning, out rides Ash, King Arthur and the wise man into the <coughs> English countryside in which no way looks like the Star Trek desert. Anyway, they ride to an outpost and here the wise man tells Ash when he removes the Necronomicon he must say this magic words, Klaatu, Barata, Niktu, okay calm down, air stood still, mm-hmm. Ash rides off alone into more of the beautiful <coughs> English countryside of deserts. Okay, Finally, Ash rides into a wooded area which spooks the horse because of course the horse hasn't seen was before, it's a bloody desert. Cue a more dead-eye vision, aka a fat guy on a scooter, and if you've listened to my Evil Dead 2 podcast, you'll get that joke. Also, here is one of my favourite theories, that when the evil is zooming through the woods, it splits a tree in two, in which some people say if you freeze-frame it right, you can see the quote, Mask of the Deadites, in the splinters, and Evil Dead 4 was supposed to be about this mask, which is supposed to turn you into a deadite as soon as you put it on. Yeah, that's very mask there. Hmm. Which was supposed to be out in 1986, but Evil Dead wasn't brought back until that terrible remake in 2013. Anyway, Ash, feeling the evil approach, runs for it to an old windmill in the middle of the woods. And I gotta love this miniature of this windmill. And I believe it's the same windmill that's in Sleepy Hollow. So once inside, Ash tries to keep the door closed with all his might as the evil tries to force its way in. The evil then suddenly stops as the sun sets, does Ash feel evil all around him and a chill up his spine. Here he notices a mirror with his reflection standing and watching him as he's at the fire trying to keep warm. He quickly smashes it into shards but there's now dozens of mini ashes running around. They quickly gang up on Ash, kicking his ass. Ash doesn't take this lying down as he impales one with a toasting fork but the mini ashes fight back making Ash fall on a hot stove, his face first planting on it and he's now stuck to it so he has to pry himself off using a fish slice. Then dropping a bucket of lard on his head making him lose his feeding and I love the mini ashes ice skating in the lard and these mini ashes are fucking hilarious. Also the three stooges gag as Ash tries everything to stay upright but he's knocked over by the mini ash, he's using a broom to trip him up. Now, down Ash kills a mini ash, trying to sneak past him behind a log in the fire. However, Ash is taken out as he sings London Bridges Falling Down while trying to stomp on a mini ash. and make him stand on a rusty nail, this causes him to slip in the lard, and finally he's down and tied up Gulliver's travel style. As one of the mini ashes is dropped down his throat, Ash a boiling hot water. This causes the mini ash to grow into evil ash. A pity they finish with these mini ashes that quickly. I would have 
loved. More of the Three Stooges stick they've done. I mean, it's just hilarious. Anyway, evil Ash grows from an eyeball in Ash's shoulder to a head to a full-grown man in a matter of seconds. Running outside, does Ash and evil Ash fight? With evil Ash mocking Ash, calling him a good little douche, good little douche, and that shit. Until Ash blows his face off with the shotgun, adding, I not good. I forgot, they have yet more three stooges stick. Uh, as Ash separates from Evil Ash, even going as far as doing the Marx Brothers stick from Duck Soup with the murder reflection. Ash cuts up Evil Ash's body with the chainsaw and buries him using a wooden cross to mark the ground. Now come on Ash, this is the three movies and three times you buried something or someone that was possessed and yet he comes back, he will come back and kick your ass you fucking idiot. Riding off into night, Ash finally comes across the graveyard where the Necronomicon is supposed to be. Except he finds three, not one. This pushes off Ash shouting three books. You know, I think all their fancy words bullshit, they would have think they would tell me which book to bring back. So Ash picks the first book, inside is a black hole, which sucks Ash in. He faces his way out as Ash's face is now stretched. However, a few shakes of his head later, and he's back to normal. Book 2 turns into some sort of flying back creature and attacks Ash, biting him all around the, the face and neck until Ash throws it down. And you just know Sam Raimi is off camera hitting Bruce Campbell with this prop book. Another fact, there's no CGI in this. It's all practical and in-camera tricks. Finally, Ash picks the right, the right book but forgot the word so with the Klaatu Varasa Nictu said while well, coughing, Ash picks the book, or shall it be Klaatu Varatu? <laughs> After going through every single N word from necktie to nickel, because he forgot Nictu. I wait a minute here. Ash picks up the two other nipper. Oh, never mind. Moving on. With that, the earth starts to shake and skeletons start to rise from the grave grabbing at Ash's feet as he runs out the graveyard. Again, you just know Rami is off camera, controlling these skeleton arms as they punch Bruce in the face, poke his eyes, etc, etc. Evil Ash then rises from the grave as he is intent on revenge. Returning to the castle, Ash demands to be sent back to his time. But the wise man asks him, did he say the exact words or he's doomed them all? So he must help them rid evil of the deadites once and for all. Only after Sheila is kidnapped by the same winged deadite as he killed in the Wood 2 does Ash finally agree and cut to Ash, evil Ash, uh, digging up skeletons to be in his army of darkness. Sheila is taken to him and with one kiss she's turned into evil Sheila. And I've got to say I love evil Ash's outfit, the skull helmet, the armour and the way he has to tie his lord jaw to his skull. Plus the shotgun blast is now over his face and not just his nose. Back at the castle, a scout returns to tell Arthur an army of the dead is a mere two days away. And hold on right here. Ash got from the the graveyard to the castle in one night, but it takes the army of darkness two nights to get there. Get on. Ash then uh, rallies around what's left of King Arthur's men who are now petrified, and tells him it's time to fight. When Arthur tells him he has only 60 men, Ash tells him to go get Henry the Red's men for help, and spot Ted Arami as a blacksmith in the crowd. Cut to Evil Ash and his queen, Evil Sheila. 
who is now in pure white skin makeup, just like one of the girls in Evil Dead 1. Evil Ash tells his army to be ready to storm the castle and get the book at all costs back to Ash, and yet more 18 building as Ash fixed up his Oldsmobile to be a killing machine using steam power, because in his boot of the car, he has books on chemistry, steam power, and Fangoria for some reason. Hmm. Because of course Ash has a book on chemistry and bloody steam power because he's that intelligent. He also teaches how to make gunpowder. And cue a training montage as Ash teaches some of the men how to fight. That night, the Deadites attack. And note, most of these skeletons that aren't stop motion, I think Jason and Argonauts style, are female dancers because they were skinny and, well, slimmer and shorter. During the attack, we hear much of the dead played again by Danny Althan. The only thing he did for the score this was done by Joseph De Luca. Ash raises the drawbridge and prepares for attack. Outside, Evil Ash sends in cannon fodder to be taken out by Ash's arrows and catapults. But these aren't ordinary arrows, these are exploding arrows as he blows them to pieces. So Evil Ash sends in a ramrod and they're taken out by the catapults with gunpowder bombs. So we have three attacks with yet another ramrod and a break into the castle. Now inside, Ash uses his steam-powered automobile to take out the army of skeletons that have broke through the door. However, he's stopped by Sheila, who's now in human form, so he crashes the car before running her over. And I love how Ash has decked out this car with a huge helicopter blade on the front of it and armoured sides. I mean, this is just fantastic, this thing. And note, Evil Ash's number one is played by Bill Mosley of Texas Chainsaw Massacre to fame. Anyway, with the car now totaled, Arthur surrounded by the army of darkness, Ash is down and out, Evil Ash... It goes for the book. Ash comes to just in time as evil Sheila tries to impale him on a pike, missing all the important bits until she's kicked down the pit. Arthur is wounded in the battle until uh, evil Ash sucker punches him and knocks him on his ass. God, this guy's easily knocked out. So, Ash has to reach the top of the castle using a hand and a winch to stop evil Ash before he gets his hand on the book. Ash takes on evil Ash's minions defeating them until Sheila jumps on his back out of absolute bloody. You know, how the fuck did she get from the pit to the top of the castle in a matter of seconds? Jesus. <laughs> anyway, Ash gets her off his back, then impales her on a spear, throwing her off the castle walls with a, honey, you got real ugly. Now it is finally on, evil Ash versus Ash. A quick sword fight later, and Ash sets evil Ash alight using a handy dandy torch. I wonder if this sword fighting train was put to good news on Xena and Hercules. Now, with his face burned off, Evil Ash uh, falls off the castle walls. Unfortunately, Arthur is down to a handful of men and is losing the fight. Evil Ash, now in burned skeleton form, comes back into the fight by scaling the walls. And cue a Ray Harryhausen-style fight between Ash and Evil Ash. Ash loses the weapon, which is a torch. And he has now has to fight a fire-breathing Evil Ash. Punching him so hard, it sends his head spinning around and around, and when his head stops, his eyes are still rolling like a bloody casino uh, slot machine. Um, so Evil Ash knocks Ash off the wall, and he lands on a bale of hay. This gives Evil Ash the chance to get the book. Too bad Evil Ash didn't notice that Ash's torch has lit the fuse on one of the catapult bombs. Evil Ash then lands on the catapult, so 
Ash sends him flying into the night sky to be blown up as his head goes splits apart in some weird fashion. Moving on. Just then, Henry Red's Red men show up to quickly clean up the deadites. Now, Ash has the book. Uh, Henry has mopped up the deadites. Uh, does he and Arthur square off? And oh yeah, Shua comes back into human form. Bullshit, she did. She was impaled by a fucking spear and tossed off the top of a castle. I don't think so, love. Anyway, the two armies come together and hug peace throughout the land then. The wise man cooks up Ash's potion, which with every drop he'll sleep for a hundred years, so six drops and he'll be back in his own time. Uh, no he wouldn't, because that would make it 1900, not 1992. Hmm. With a kiss to Sheila, a goodbye, he rides off to find a cave for shelter him for 600 years. He settles down to take some drops, but he's distracted and takes seven drops instead of six and instantly falls asleep. And note that the caves he's actually hiding in are the Batman Caves. He sleeps until we see the seasons zooming past, and then we have a flash of a great fire. Finally, Ash wakes up uh, with a full beard. How the hell does that one work? Jesus. And finds out he's slept way too long. It's 2000, and Earth is now destroyed in World War Three. Ash screams to the heavens as credits roll. So, that was Army of Darkness, one of the best tongue-in-cheek B-movies out there. Bruce Campbell is a great, cowardly anti-hero Ash. The effects are old school and charming, and I love everything about this movie. So, once this is over, either rent this, buy this, or take it out of your collection, and laugh your way through this 92 minutes. This is a good time. A perfect 10 out of 10. So come back next week as BVM March Madness continues with this stuff because you know you can't get a love of enough of oh, I fucking fucked that up there. You can't get enough of that wonderful stuff. Then it is Return of the Killer Tomatoes, Chud 2, Bud the Chud, and a mysterious movie, which I haven't quite picked out yet. April is Aliens, May is Star Wars Prequels, June is Batman, and July is Piranha. So don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod where you can vote on movies I will cover. Or you could email me Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com Check out my other horror podcasts of House, Omen, Hellraiser, Resident Evil and more. Or check out my solo podcast of Child's Play, The Fog, The Thing, Elvira and many more. Uh, bye! And remember I watched this movie so you should too. Hell to the king, baby!